Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Hurry, we're going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, a good Monday to you and yours. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and youtube as we got a lot of guests to get to here on a monday coming up in about 25 30 minutes or so we will talk some hurricanes hockey canes one game away from moving on to the second round of the stanley cup playoffs we'll talk to our resident caniac brooks hill about the win yesterday and set up the canes at home on tuesday night with a chance to clinch the series so we'll talk some canes hockey coming up later on in hour number one we will talk a lot about the rough baseball weekend for the pirates as brian bailey will join us coming up at four o'clock to discuss that and everything else going on in the world of sports billy weaver joins us at five my co-host on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show got the nfl draft coming up this week how many pirates will hear their name called and by the end of the weekend how many pirates will have a some type of rookie free agent deal with nfl teams we'll talk about that and more with billy weaver and at 5 25 ish 30 ish josh moylan will join us uh, to talk about the rough weekend the rough travel and trying to bounce back and the pirates need to do that quick with a game against nc state coming up on tuesday and then tulane coming into town this weekend so a lot of pirate baseball talk and uh, a lot of other news and notes to get to here on a monday Shirley Rhodes is here, Chandler Honeycutt, the big dog Glenn Griffin, and the crew are ready to go. We want to hear from you on Facebook Live and on YouTube, uh, and we'll get to your comments and what is on your mind on this Monday. Also, if you have a question for Josh Moylan or any of our other guests, uh, Bailey Weaver, you can get those in on Facebook or YouTube, and we will pass those along as well uh we got pike checking in already chad pike from north myrtle beach and he's going to raleigh uh to the baseball game tomorrow he also said that uh fox fired tucker y'all are the only media show i scheduled to listen to so try not to get fired i will do my best chad i I feel like um a lot of days i do things that could get me fired kind of like george costanza dragging the yankees uh world series championship around the parking lot uh i will i will do my best not to get fired in fact i'm going to do my best to have a fantastic three-hour program today with a lot of guests and uh of course the delcor players lounge with josh moylan joining us coming up in the five o'clock hour all right uh shirley chandler how y'all doing doing good clever good to see you what's up Steve Hill says Clippo and also points out that Don Lemon is gone. So um, these are political talking folks who I am aware of, but cannot say that I watch their programming at night. 
Well, Don same. Lemon was from CNN and, uh, of course, Tucker Carlson from Fox News. But, yes, they both were released from their uh, duties. Well, now, was Tucker today. was Tucker released or did he go on his own? They uh, for one of the the story that I read was is that they parted ways and no context was given. Um, I believe Lemon was fired. I gotta say this, and I mean, uh, this is close to my heart, and I try to be authentic and genuine and say what I feel on this show. And when it comes to Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson getting fired or losing their jobs i gotta say i don't care i know I, I knew that was coming <laughs> don't care does don't, anybody care don't people do care people are really into that stuff i mean just look at the numbers and the viewership oh yeah good point i do not care but craig could make me care because he says lemon must be sour about his termination well i was going to ask what is don Hold on, let's not step on craig's joke here all right go ahead i was gonna say i wonder what don's gonna do when life hands them lemons <laughs> <laughs> very very good very good jamie says east you just lost three games this weekend and talking about this who said that that was jamie sorry jamie which is not is what's your real name jamie let's talk real names I, here what isn't the last name karashi uh yeah uh, we're going to talk plenty about ECU having a bad weekend. Ugh. A really bad weekend. Mm. Worst weekend since Bryant, perhaps? Worst weekend since Bryant. First uh, sweep uh, for the Pirates on the losing side of things since, I believe, Houston in 2018. And conference play? In conference you play. You should add that. In conference play. Because it happened to Bryant last year. Yes. Uh, yeah, a brutal, brutal weekend for the Pirates. Just uh, pitching not great, hitting certainly not great. You get shut out twice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll talk about it with Josh Moylan. Not going to use the travel excuse, but I do want to ask about trying to get to Wichita and, you know, having to postpone. And, look, we talked to Patrick Mason uh, Friday about how great East Carolina has been in doubleheaders, how dominant they have been especially in game two of doubleheaders. That was certainly not the case uh, this weekend when the Shockers absolutely uh, took it to our Pirates. Tyler says, thank you, Osley family. Going to get to that in a moment. Uh, (laughs) Steve says, uh, two political pundits just got fired and we're talking about ECU athletics? (laughs) (laughs) It really comes down to what's important to you, right? What's important to me is sports and East Carolina athletics. So that is my focus and uh, some stories to share regarding that. Uh, how about the biggest donation in ECU athletics slash pirate club history was made today. Uh, Van and Jennifer Osley of Raleigh made the largest one-time uh, philanthropic gift in ECU athletics and pirate club history with a $5 million investment to the Pirates Unite campaign. Uh, So just a tremendous gift there and fantastic news. And now we will see, and uh, you can read the entire, boy, that's a long long write-up they have on ecupirates.com. But uh, bottom line is $5 million investment to the Pirates Unite campaign from Van and Jennifer Isley. So 
awesome stuff I mean, absolutely we're always going to be taking the money and uh appreciate the loyal donors that are doing so so awesome awesome gift there for ecu athletics huge news there also saw that there is a new east carolina basketball commit and, and they like the column column richard all right you keep saying is it column i'm gonna say it's Callum. i really hope it's column for the sake of my joke I, I mean you have been running with that one a lot this afternoon and uh, a lot of crickets as responses but what i like about you chandler at least the I, crickets like it <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say <laughs> you played gotcha <laughs> you did if you do stand up make sure it's an outdoor event <laughs> and you might not hear a lot of people chattering or murmuring a big cricket crowd here tonight i don't want to give it out to the crickets out there <laughs> but you play well in front of a cricket audience if uh <laughs> If you see Jiminy in the front row, you're going to kill. You're going to crush. Uh, C-A-L-L-U-M. Callum. Callum is what you're going with? Callum. Richard is his last name. I'm going Callum Richard. If anybody has another pronunciation, Chandler says Callum. Uh, he is a 6'11 center. And let's get some deets on this gentleman who committed today to ECU. Uh, he has a commitment from Gaston Day School, 6'11", 228 pounds, a uh, big man. So he joins Sir Malanga, awesome name, uh, as part of this class. You've also got uh, Bobby Pettiford transferring in, also another high school player to Corey Faison. So East Carolina trying to add to the roster. Also saw a former Pirate has a uh, destination uh, picked out and that would be javon small yeah. is uh getting some of that oil money in oklahoma state he will be a cowboy yeah i saw that and i saw the uh i guess his commitment picture um it looked weird seeing javon small um in, in another uniform but we should be used to that as ec basketball fans we've seen it happened over the past uh you know three or four years so three or four years several years several years decades chandler Let's go decades. I know I'm a Ever lot older than you are. Ever since social media's been big. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the pictures, the not pictures. necessarily seeing, just the transfers. Yeah. Okay, seeing, seeing, fine. Fair, I, fair, fine and fair. Seeing players in different uniforms. F and F, fine and fair. Uh, so, yeah, there is that as well. Basketball news, donation news. We'll get to baseball in a moment. YouTube chat rolling along. Newton says, messing with the lineup jinxed East Carolina. Hmm. He thinks the tinkering messed with it. Jamie says travel delays uh, didn't help, but no excuse. Certainly not. Can I start something up? Can I stir? Can I stir the pot right quick? Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> Bob Marley. That's who I was trying to think of. Steer it up. Go ahead. Thanks God, for <laughs> thanks for that transition. For people with slow brains like myself, <laughs> thank you for letting me stall. You really hung me out to dry there. You should have interrupted me, and in this case, I would have let you. But you just like said, "Nope, I'm, I'm gonna let him swim. I'm gonna let him try to swim." Oh sure. my goodness, I was paddling water there. All right, go ahead. Is JJC the problem? Oh. Back During in the, the eight-game winning streak, he wasn't in the lineup, and then he gets back in the lineup, and the Pirates are bad. Mm. 
Bill Simmons used to call this the Ewing theory. Great player, but when he would be absent, the team would like play faster, more fun, better. You asked me about this uh, a couple of years ago with Christian McCaffrey. That's right. Was he the problem? Uh, Jamie says, JC not coming in, I guess. So the Pirates have practice today and a lift, and which is why Josh, nobody will be on their normal schedule. Josh is going to try to uh, get us in here in the third hour so that is why it doesn't it's not because they lost they said we're not coming on your show uh it is due to a practice schedule which we have seen when east carolina has bad weekends they tend to hit the practice field right after it so that is the case today but we will get a few minutes of josh moylan uh here on a monday edition and a delcor players lounge edition of pirate radio live uh let's see eric says yo clip i'm not the smartest guy in the world but when you announced Igo's last appearance, I had an inkling as to why. And this morning, my hunch was confirmed. Well, Eric, well, aren't you a scholar? What, did you go to Ivy League school? You got it all figured out. All right. David, a professional troll, said, ECU baseball is a joke. All right. Cool, David. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, Chad says, as bad uh, as the news uh, <laughs> of Lemon and Carlson's firing, uh, we are all devastated. But the world, but the worst news is Igloo going to the dark side. Steve's still going with the Wimbledon brush fire joke. He says, the Wimbledon brush fire was heavy on the minds of the players this weekend. You got to think. So they are out of the area. They look at Facebook and see Chandler talk about the brush fire off Wimbledon Drive, and they're not here. So their minds are elsewhere. Their minds are not in Wichita, Kansas. Their minds are in Bells Fort, Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. They're like, well, at this time, they're still like, try, or they're thinking they're going to have a game and they end up not having a game, but they're probably sitting in their hotel room. They're like, guys, look did you see there's a brush fire on wimbledon drive and it just really messed up their mental their mentals they didn't get their mentals or their chickens Stephen allen says 41 hits surrendered to wichita state that is a large number that is a big big number a very very large number um newton said you should have waited to bring jacob jenkins coward back this weekend why did you look we don't maybe i mean this is all hindsight crap and this is what we do but i don't know did you see his doctor's report if you looked at it you would have said his testicles not ready this week but it will be next week i mean all right i don't know it's your that's fine your opinion either way pirates got smoked this weekend need to figure things out quick and they will they'll, they'll be fine now we we look at it as far as expectations go and quote unquote you're not supposed to get swept by wichita state i agree with that it's unacceptable now i don't don't say that word (laughs) i don't like that word unacceptable um but we look at it too what are our goals what are our end goals we want to host a regional as we've been able to do a lot in this last handful of years five straight years i believe we want to be a top eight national seed which we've been able to do once mm-hmm. here recently and what twice ever mm-hmm. um once here at clark leclerc so from that standpoint major major setback this weekend 
everything's still on the table though i see a lot of people say at this time last year our record was so and so this year we're this last year's record was not as good as it is this year's but you're basically saying okay we need to have another 20 game win streak which is not the norm no that is not a regular occurrence that is special so we're gonna have to be special uh and to get that top eight i still think we are we're gonna play well enough to to host a regional yeah absolutely uh, hosting a regional is definitely not out of the uh out of the picture but when it comes to maybe getting into that top eight seed to be able to win a regional and then host another super host another another super regional like last year you're gonna have to do something what you did last year is a 20 20 game win streak and that's just like you said earlier that's that's something you don't not you do not see all the time and watching it happen last year it was kind of like is this really happening right now and when the seeds came out it was like man the way the east carolina baseball started off this year um you know and for them to be in this position to be able to host a regional and a super regional is just unbelievable um and then it, it kind of looked like that maybe the week of the houston series and a lot of people talked about all right maybe that was the turning point maybe that i talked to the players last week about how that was a a wake-up call for them so is this another wake-up call for the for the for the players i mean getting swept on the road at wichita state so uh we shall see how they respond they've been able to respond this year uh but you're going to have to respond uh in a big way Uh, and it starts tomorrow night uh against a team on the road a team that got swept this weekend right nc State. state came uh who'd they play do you remember channel clemson uh clemson they got swept as well so You've got two wounded teams going at it coming up Tuesday night in Raleigh and then Tulane coming to town, which means we will hook up at some point this week with our buddy Corey Glore. We'll say hello to Corey Glore. By the way, big news to only me, Tulane basketball, Ron Hunter today signing an assistant coach. My guy, Daryl LaBerry, blast from the past. Wow. Former ECU assistant. I was a big fan of Daryl LaBerry's um huh i even reached out to an administrator and was like hey ecu coaching uh vacancy good young coach a lot of connections players loved him um take a look at this daryl LeBerry guy and then like a week later like allegations hit and he got fired from a job who was he an assistant <laughs> under well he was with passner at georgia tech uh-huh but previously he oh you mean here yeah here at ECU um Jeff LeBeau I believe the numbers would say uh coach Mack I don't know now no now I'd have to look it up I'll have to look it up but anyway he is now an assistant with Ron Hunter down in uh Tulane down in New Orleans. Let's see when he was at East Carolina. Um, Daryl LeBerry. He was an assistant at ECU. This was, oh wow, this was a long time ago, 08, 09. So we're talking uh, Mac McCarthy era, I guess. Uh, but Daryl LeBerry, big fan of his. He would now be at Tulane. Mark has some numbers to what I was speaking to earlier. He says this time last year we were 24 and 17. We're currently 29 and 11. Our strength of schedule and RPIs are all better than last year at this time. Sure, I agree with that because it is facts, but I don't foresee a 20 game win streak coming. 
just because that is just doesn't happen often if ever but uh pirates are gonna gonna have to just play like brandon manning go go on the brandon manning school of thinking sweep at home and win on the road uh win your road series the problem is or the i don't know it's a problem it could be a positive depending on how it goes these midweek games are going to become crucial against state carolina you've got another date with old dominion you've got a huge date with campbell approaching uh so those midweek games are going to be absolutely huge in fact jamie says uh, a lot of other teams are losing just can't lose another series if ecu beats unc state and campbell he still thinks they can get in that top eight line perhaps perhaps i like the outlook there from jamie still still possible certainly uh so there is that all right uh anything else going on we're going to talk canes in a moment we've got uh nba playoffs going on as well and as far as ecu goes what are we doing softball do we win any games in softball this weekend i don't believe we did i know we lost yesterday seven to one i do not know i know they lost friday i don't know what the final was for saturday well, i'm gonna fill in the blanks for you shirley and tell you that we were shut out four to nothing on saturday all right then we were swept by 23rd ranked wichita state last week when malcolm gray was here i talked about the positivity ecu football coming off a bow win mike schwartz won a conference tournament game bringing in some studs baseball looking good softball coming off their first series win in the shane winkler era and everything going up 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 and then in a matter of three days it has all come crashing down 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 will we ever recover from this lacrosse loses saturday oh my at Temple. god Do we, we didn't win anything this weekend we're a bunch of losers the sky is falling when you think of ecu athletics you think of losers my word what is happening folks can we ever get out of this hole that we put ourselves in? So should we start talking about all the losing and how bad everything's going and maybe we can go back on the up? Yeah. This program stinks. We're losing. We're losers. Stone cold losers. But I got some positives. <laughs> Daniel says, Wimbledon Brushfire, underrated, underrated team name. I don't know. Maybe a London-based... Uh, where is Wimbledon? Is that where Wimbledon's played? Yeah. Um. No, we're fine. We're good. We're fine. We're good. In F-I-N-E. fact, I-N-E. some great news earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show from Amanda Moore. Uh, EC Lacrosse has made it into the four-team American tournament. Breaking news, by the way, on that show. So only uh, four go, and ECU will be in, and that is positive news. And maybe they can pull one of these upsets. Can I tell the people something? Can I spell out a word for the people? R-E-L-A-X. Relax. In the words of Aaron Rodgers, the that old, crazy SOB. The ultimate relaxer. R-E-L-A-X. Take it from a guy that sits in a room in the dark for four days and relaxes. Grab your ayahuasca. Smoke it. Put it, it in a pipe. Smoke it. And l- then... Lo- lose your mind. Yeah, then go absolutely insane and relax and just relax dude yeah that's all it is mike p says it was a tough weekend but these are good kids they're good kids it's a tough team and look 
If we got Cy Seymour on this show right now, he would talk up Wichita State baseball. And how you would think that they were going to host the regional and the super regional this year. They've got some studs, Clip. Look. The tough weekend, but they're good kids. We'll talk to one of those good kids coming up uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. Josh Moylan. Christian asking... Um, Christian said, was the, was the team able to practice Friday at Wichita State or no? Uh, Christian, I'll ask that to Josh Mullen coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Christian also asking, when can we expect Cam Hayes to sign? Cam Hayes uh, is another potential basketball uh, incoming player for the Pirates. And I have no clue on the answer to that because I am not following his recruiting at all. But Christian, if I do hear something, you know what? I'll... I'll reach out to a source um, and see if I can find out any information on Cam Hayes. How about that? All right, let's take a break. Uh, I think Eric's got a joke. Okay, we need a joke to take us to break. Yes, I agree. All right, Eric says, Clip, do you know how much it costs a pirate to get his ears pierced? Chandler, do you have any piercings? I do not. I don't either. How much does it cost a pirate to get his ears pierced? Answer. It's a buccaneer. Take us to break, Shirley. Thank you, Eric. And thank you to this Black Crows cover band as well. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't even say anything and... We just go straight to break after that. <laughs> That's how you go to break, folks. If you've got any good jokes uh, to pass along on this dark, dark Monday, please do. By the way, we're going to do something later on in the show that I try not to do a lot of. It's a dangerous place to go. But in a time like this, we're going to go there. We're going to confront this losing head on. We're going to go inside the facebook comments oh, <laughs> yeah buddy baby we're going inside we're gonna put on our gear we're going in put on our equipment <clears throat> our armor our hazmat suits and we're going inside the comment section for ecu's baseball loss on sunday and we're gonna hear what the people are saying we're gonna get out some frustration some anger and then we're gonna move on we're going to talk about it. It's good to talk about things, talk about your problems. You got to address them. You got to confront them head on. And that's what we're going to do in hour number two of today's show. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Not everything's going wrong. Well, if you don't care about the hurricanes, then yeah, everything's going wrong. My advice to you would be to jump on the hurricanes bandwagon. They are up 3-1 in their series over the Islanders. We'll talk about that when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. NFL Draft coming up Thursday night. Live from what city, Shirley and Chandler? Uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. That would have been a better option, in my opinion, than Kansas City. But it'll be going on in Kansas City. Mm. Kansas City? I don't think a draft should be where the good team, uh, where a good team plays. It should be where a bad team plays, right? Man, draft in Charlotte would be awesome. Yeah. Live in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Put it whoever has the uh, first pick, host the draft. I mean, I loved it back in the day when the Jets were bad every year and they'd pick and, like, boo the pick. Or put it in Philly. I know they're good now. I guess put it in Philly when they're bad because they'll boo their pick, too, and hate the guy. But Kansas City, they're going to be nice. They'll probably cheer everybody except for the Raiders and Broncos picks, I would imagine. All right, if you are not up to date on what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Carolina Hurricanes one game away from advancing they won on the road yesterday it's a big deal we'll talk about that now with brooks hill who joins us our resident caniac to talk canes hockey as they beat the islanders on sunday on the road five to two and then coming up tuesday night they will try to wrap up their series brooks hill joins us today on pirate radio live brooksy how you doing man Uh, i'm doing pretty good getting ready for another week of playoff hockey and the Canes coming off a road playoff victory that has been discussed uh, quite a bit throughout uh, Sunday and uh, today, Brooks, and uh, that is a big deal. Why is that such a big deal? Uh, well, <laughs> talk about these Canes uh, road struggles in the postseason and how they were able to uh, to get one yesterday. Uh, well, unfortunately, last season they weren't able to win a playoff road game, and uh, I think that's why they – lost to the New York Rangers in the second round of last year's playoffs and, you know, don't want to say uh, what could have happened, but maybe the Hurricanes have a little bit better finish, make it a little bit further if they just win one playoff game uh, last season. But, you know, we're on to this year, and yesterday they put together a pretty dominant performance in a bounce-back fashion after uh, they lost a close game on Friday night, the score was not an indication of how close Game 3 really was, but a really good bounce-back performance in Game 4. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, Brooks. It has been a tight series uh, with the first two in Raleigh uh, being, you know, close one-score games. You've got the game on Friday, which was uh, awesome to watch, and you felt like that I mean, the Islanders had so many chances, couldn't score. Almost felt like that the Hurricanes were going to steal one on Friday night, but instead it was the Islanders who uh, who got that second goal and then went on from there to kind of pile it on at the end. And then uh, Sunday, the Canes able to win it five to two in New York to take that commanding three to one series lead. So even though it's three one, this has been a, a very competitive, close series throughout. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's the way that it's been with a lot of the first round of the NHL playoffs. You know, there's a reason why all these teams make the playoffs. Uh, you know, ha- this is the top half of the league, and, you know, these teams are good. And even though you're seeing, you know, Boston up 3-1 to one in their series, and, you know, the Hurricanes up 3-1 to one in their series, a lot of the games have been close until a certain breaking point in the game where the floodgates go one way or the other. And luckily for Carolina, they were on the good side from the get-go. I think uh, they had a very slow start in the first five minutes in game four. They got that five on three, and uh, the power play has come alive here in the postseason. It's not the greatest in the world, but it's certainly better than how it finished in the regular season. And the penalty kill uh, continues to be elite, if not the best, uh, in the playoffs this year. I'd have to check the stats on that. But uh, special teams really paving the way uh, for the Hurricanes, and they're also starting to contribute even strength. So scoring has been good. I've, I've been pleasantly surprised. Brooksdale joining us. Uh, Auntie Ronta has been the guy in net for Carolina. And, man, it was great on Friday, even though eventually the final score says 5-1. to one, But they go right back to him in game four. How about his performance, uh, Brooks? And do we continue to see him in the nets? I know that uh, they have uh, another goaltender that uh, they can certainly slide in if they feel the need to. But uh, how about his performance so far? Yeah, he's been great, and you know, I actually pulled up his um, Hockey DB, and for anybody listening back at home, Hockey DB is a great resource that if you just want to look up a player that you hear his name on TV, you can quickly uh, find out every team that he's played for uh, professionally, and I-, I love this tool, so I'm actually looking at it right now. So Ronta played in 27 regular season games this year. All right, he had decisions in six of them, so he was 19-3-3. and he hasn't played uh, more than half of the games in a season since he was with the Arizona Coyotes back in the 17-18 season. And now he's played in all four playoff games. And for the guy who was kind of came into the playoffs as the true number two, in air quotes you could say, played all four and he's looked pretty stellar so far. I think uh, they're going to continue to ride him a little bit. Uh, I heard a couple members of the media talking about, oh, do, do you go to Anderson or do you go to Kochetkov, you know, after losing a game. But apparently Ronto was very confident that he wanted to bounce back and play himself. And he looked phenomenal yesterday. I mean, he looked great all playoffs. I don't, I mean, don't want to get that twisted up in there. But I would say that we're probably going to see Auntie Ronto for the continuation of this series. Talking to Brooks Hill as the Carolina Hurricanes one win away from moving on to round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Got to finish off these New York Islanders before they can do that. And Brooks, uh, I've talked with uh, Wade Mentor, Mike Naniscalco, and um, I haven't talked to you since the latest the big Hurricanes injury. That's to Tavo Teravine. And so injuries already an issue going into these playoffs. They're, they're mounting up now. And you just unfortunately start to wonder when does it become too much. So how about the Canes uh, health-wise, Brooks? Are they about at the point where they can't really afford to lose anybody else? Uh you would, you would, that would be, you would think so. That, that's probably a good way to summarize it. Uh, I was talking uh, with, you know, Greenville legend Davis Searcy, uh yesterday, and 
we had the conversation was, do you think the Islanders' game plan is just to take out the Hurricanes until they don't have enough people to field a team uh, the way that they were getting some penalties yesterday? And, you know, unfortunately, Jack Drury, who is a call-up from AHL Chicago, got injured in last night's game, and he did not return for the second and third period. So hopefully uh, he'll be good to go tomorrow night. Uh, fingers crossed. But I'm really starting to get the vibe of the uh, – five years ago team where I got to make my radio debut talking about the hurricane <laughs> uh, where the entire fourth line is all AHL guys hmm. where they pick people up from the triple a rank and it's like, Hey, you know, go out there and do that hockey. And it's, <laughs> it, it's tough, but you have a guy like, um, McKenzie, um, Mc, ah, I can't say his last name. I forgot it already. But the guy who played yesterday, McKernan, I think that's his last name, 28 in white, had a goal and an assist yesterday. He hasn't played a game ever with the Carolina Hurricanes until yesterday, and he's got two points in his play in his uh, Hurricanes debut. He has some playoff experience in the bubble with St. Louis back in 2020 where he played six games. But it's just like, uh, okay, who fits the mold of the player who gets hurt the best and they're going to stick him in the lineup. And you see guys like Stephen Nathan, fourth-line guy all year long, has two power play goals, and now he's playing middle six on the wing, either with Jordan Stahl or he's playing with Marty Natchez out there too. So it's we're running thin. I'm going to say like run, running thin would be an understatement on the depth for the Hurricanes. But for right now, it seems that they're going to, they're doing enough to get the job done. Brooks Hill joining us talking Canes playoff hockey and Brooks looking at the other series. The Bruins are one win away from advancing coming up tonight. Devils Rangers seven o'clock on ESPN Rangers have a two, one series lead and the Maple Leafs uh, will play the lightning tonight. And Toronto has a two, one series lead in that one. So anything stood out in the other Eastern conference games uh, that you've been watching so far? Uh, no, Boston looks as good as they have been in the regular season. I think a lot of people started to panic when they lost a home game. But, you know, Boston wasn't going to win 16 straight games and hoist the Stanley Cup. That that was not going to happen. So they got a little bit of adversity. They have some guys out with injury right now. Their captain, Patrice Bergeron, is missing. So he's going to bring a whole lot of uh, defensive play back to the lineup as a center. He basically play the exact same way that Jordan Stahl does, and he's really good at it, a Selkie trophy winner. So that's not surprising in the Florida-Boston series. I think it's probably going to wrap up in Boston uh, in Game 5. Uh, New York, New Jersey, I'm glad to see Dougie Hamilton uh, contribute for the Devils with that overtime winner in Game 3. Uh, I do think New York will win tonight. I think New Jersey has a fighting chance in Game 5 back uh, at the Rock. But uh, I do think the Rangers are going to close that one out in six. And then Tampa-Toronto has been a very entertaining series. A lot of goals uh, opposite of what the Hurricanes-Islanders have been. Uh, So I think that one will go the distance in seven. Uh, I don't know which one's going to win, but I think it'll go all the way to seven. Maybe Toronto because they have home ice advantage. But uh, other than that, the Eastern Conference is looking uh, pretty competitive and a lot of national media criticizing the Islanders Hurricane series for being boring. 
unfortunately, I kind of think they're right compared to uh, the other three that are going on. Talking to Brooks Hill as the Carolina Hurricanes uh, controlling now a 3-1 series lead over the New York Islanders. They'll look to wrap it up in the friendly confines coming up on Tuesday night. So going to be a loud barn coming up Tuesday, Brooks, as uh, the Canes try to wrap it up. What do they need to do uh, to finish out this series? What are you looking forward to seeing coming up on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock? I think, you know, staying out of the Tony box as best they can. Officiating has been a hot topic across the NHL this playoffs through the first week and a half. Uh, So if the Hurricanes can stay out of the box, I think they're going to be good. But, you know, they've only given up one power play goal so far this series. So the kill has been great. I think the depth scoring has been good. Steph and Nathan really stepping up. Uh, New guys and Marty Natchez getting one in the back of the net is going to be big. I think you're going to look to your, you know, superstars in Natchez and Ajo to – really lead the way here in game five and if the hurricanes can get three goals at home on tuesday i think they're going to win the series there's the magic number for you three goals according to brooks hill brooks uh good stuff buddy thanks for joining us we'll continue to check in with you uh throughout these playoffs hopefully the canes can keep it rolling all right absolutely go canes Brooks Hill joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Hurricanes Islanders coming up with the Canes. Uh, chance to end that series on Tuesday night. Looking at tonight's games on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Buck. You got four game fours, and none of these series will be coming to an end tonight. Uh, the Devils try to even their series against the Rangers. That one in New York coming up at 7 o'clock. Maple Leafs have a 2-1 to one series lead over Tampa Bay. That is 7-30. In Tampa Bay, the Winnipeg Jets will try to even their series at home when they take on the Las Vegas Golden Knights at 9.30. And then at 10 o'clock, it is the Kraken who were uh, celebrating their first uh, home playoff game there in Seattle, a raucous environment the other night. They'll be at home coming up tonight, trailing their series 2-1 to one against the Colorado Avalanche. So those games going on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we will wrap up our number one of Pirate Radio Live. Go back inside the box score, uh, box scores of what happened this weekend in baseball. Coming up, hour two, Brian Bailey will join us. We'll also go inside the Facebook comments after the Pirates lost on Sunday. What are the people saying? I want to hear from the people. Is the panic button being pressed? Is the relaxed ayahuasca being smoked? We'll talk about it when we return. On Pirate Radio Live, more to go after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Wood Ducks baseball is back. Single game tickets are now on sale, and you can get yours today by calling the front office at 252 643 
5305. You can visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com and check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. I don't need Johnny stats for this stat. The stats to consider. 41 to 14. 41 to 14. The Are number... you talking about the the score for the George Washington weekend that first weekend? Was that the score? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh gosh, that was this past weekend's run score. No. But I'd love for you to just keep guessing till you get it. 41 to 14. You're close. That is the number uh, of hits between the two teams. Good. 41 to 14. Good gracious. That's eye opening. It's eye popping. It's a lot of eye things. Uh, my eyes are popping right now. Uh, the score, Chandler. I can do that math real quick. It's not going to take long for ECU side. They had three. How about 23 to 3 was the score? 41 14, the hits. For this series this weekend, we saw Trey Savage's uh, shortest start of the season and most ineffective start for him this year as he goes one and two-thirds innings. So nobody had really been able to figure him out. Wichita State did. Carter Spivey uh, did go five innings, but he gave up 11 hits, uh, six runs on 11 hits. And then I really thought Josh Gross was going to come in and uh, shut him down on Sunday, and that was not the case. His first loss of the year. By the way, looking at these pitchers, um, Groves and Trey Savage picking up their first losses uh, that have been tabbed to them this year. So they had been unblemished, but that is not the case anymore. And East Carolina, another concerning number now, is five and eight that is their record away from home we'll dive into it uh, with mully coming up on tuesday with brian bailey uh, we'll talk about it with billy weaver and one of the pirate players who was in the lineup this weekend josh moylan what went wrong we will uh, discuss that with moylan uh, coming up in hour number three of today's show we'll also next hour go inside uh the facebook comments and see what people are saying that's going to be an entertaining segment coming up in hour number two um jack says it's because they played boom boom song in the stands is that true oh man did they really wonder they used our that song against us that's supposed to be our song right it's our song wichita yeah bunch of cheaters that is like a big cheating move that is right a there. slap in the face is what that is i saw somebody comment hey even ecu basketball beat wichita state this year well wow <laughs> yeah. on the road on the road in wichita beat them handily by 10 controlled the game yeah in the second half they were winners winners we need some winners chandler we need we need uh some charlie sheen action going on some winning and the pirates will try to win coming up on uh tuesday on the road against the wolf pack of nc state east carolina bats that was that was was that coming off the um 
series loss to Houston? The NC State game? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yes. that's when they started their home winning streak. Yes, and then there was UCF in the weird altered uh, weekend series. So now we're in a similar scenario where we are can't give out of our own way. Everybody's down. This team's lost it. Well, they got state again. The only difference is it's not at home where the Pirates have been great. It is on the road. So got to win away from home. Got to win away from home. What'd you do this weekend? Um, went went back to the homeland, Sanson County, um, and I went and saw a guy play uh, uh, live music at my mom's restaurant Friday night. Uh, Saturday, I went to a brewery in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Hold on, did you outside. have? Was anybody with you? Yes. Oh, Friday night. I forgot about that. Friday night. How that it, go? It was the. I would say it was the rescheduled date. Yeah. But it was already planned. Uh-huh. Uh The one that didn't happen just kind of happened. That was planned that week. Okay. But it didn't happen. But this one was a plan. We were looking forward to the planned date that we had on Friday night. I have not talked. I forgot about this. If you don't want to talk about it on well, the I'll air. I'll give you the answer. It went great. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It went great. Good. So that's it, the second time we've been to my, my mom's uh, restaurant mm-hmm. to see the same guy okay and it was a hit uh both times all right so now the question the obvious question everybody's asking is is there a third date that is the question there could be okay nothing confirmed yet but you think it is a possibility oh absolutely oh okay go ahead and stamp it yeah write it in pen not pencil you got a third date stamp go ahead and stamp (laughs) it on your wrist stamp Stamp it on the back of your hand or something all right piece of paper eric says big man chan yes sir fire it up yes sir good to hear yeah man all right we'll get a chan uh date update and here's the most important part clip yep she's a pert she's a pert all right cool uh will you please let us know oh tyler's got a good suggestion (laughs) take her to the brush fire take her to wimbledon no this uh. is not wimbledon related she says oh atticus has the same suggestion call her up and ask her live on the air will she go uh, to plan the next date no not doing that <laughs> why not not doing that think of the audience think of the, the advertisers and sponsors man this is what they want this is live dramatic Might radio drive them away <laughs> no so you're not gonna you're not even gonna consider that no all right not doing that sorry atticus i'm not gonna read that sorry comment. atticus oh was that did atticus also say i should do it live on the air yeah but then he has another comment i'm not gonna read that says where's it on it says chandler is this week's winner of the booty bag but i'm not gonna read that <laughs> eric says chandler going for the sweep that's right yes, you've sir. won the first two dates boy it's tough to win a date three times chandler do you think you've got enough of the mojo to do it Ah. have you run out of good material (laughs) nah i I can always reload all right atticus says chandler not a company man (laughs) tyler says it's what the viewers want it will get the views and the likes up they're not wrong they're not wrong but you know what chandler we're gonna let your personal life be your personal life. yeah it's my personal life and i would like to keep it that way but will you please let us know if and when yes absolutely the third date is yes all right thank you 
let's take a break we want to we want to go on this journey with you this is exciting but now i do not have to tell you where it will be at i don't want people showing up that would be weird <laughs> you think people would show up especially if it's like in green well folks i've got a good guess i think it's gonna be at his mom's restaurant no I, I, no not this next time okay I mean, maybe down the road we'll have another one there. That guy, I'll give his name out, Chad Thompson, who's really good. Oh, yeah, he works at UB. Is his last name Thompson? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, different Chad wow. Thompson? Yeah, different. But I think he's musically inclined, too. He's not. But Chad Thompson's really good and saw him twice. I believe I heard over the weekend he's coming back to my mom's restaurant in June. So I'm definitely going to have to try to get her to go back there. Guys, this, um, I'm talking to people on the that are the listeners not you chandler are you is anybody else concerned that maybe this girl likes chad thompson and not chandler because <laughs> the first two dates have involved the musical stylings of chad thompson it has and chandler has given her basically a a free pass and did you we did go to lunch on saturday at a uh, local mexican restaurant wait a minute is that a third date or was that do you consider that date three yeah maybe i don't think i don't think so all right. well, i don't think so. that was more like bp yeah all right a lot of people are interested in this chandler kaz wants to show up to the date just to cheer you on that'd be nice to have that support like maybe after you he's like sitting at a table or two over and you say something and she laughs he could be like yeah way to go Taylor does not like this. The, his face is really not liking this right now. Eric says, bring her on to play Name That Sound. Wait, so she you'd have to win to go on a third date. <laughs> that would put pressure on you to win. <laughs> well, the way, the way it looks, folks, uh, probably that third date would not happen. Jamie's asking, is she a listener? I'm going to say no. Nah. I'm going to say no. She's a... Uh, Mike P says if you ask if you tell us where the date is well I'll show up asking for autographs and pictures for the gram and make you look like a superstar that could work in your favor actually that reminds me of a story that Frank Sinatra told of uh, Don Rickles how old are you (laughs) Don Rickles said hey Frank if you don't mind coming to the table I'm on a date with this girl and Don says, Frank, if you could just come over there and just say hey to me. I just want you to say hey. So uh, Don's on the date with this girl, and uh, Frank Sinatra goes over there and says, hey, Don, how you doing? And Don says, Frank, do you mind? you see I'm busy here? <laughs> Is that what you would do? You'd pull the big league card? Yeah. Say, so, hey, Frank, hey, I'm busy here. Not bad. I've actually had that happen to me at Dolga Festival. I was with some friends uh, from college who had never been to a – to the Farmville Dogwood Festival. We were watching a concert and um, some childhood friends of mine thought it would be funny. They came running up to me and going, oh my God, oh my God. I know you. And and was like, can we have your autograph? I mean, complete with pen and pad. And I was so mortified. That's uh, that's a good move. Yeah, it was a pretty good move. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What a good end of this segment. We're back after this. I really didn't mean to do that. She 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Uh, Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, Double B, Brian Bailey going to join us here in a moment. Billy Weaver also coming up later on in the show. And Josh Moylan, talk about what went wrong for the Pirates in Wichita. With uh, not only travel, but more importantly, the play on the field as East Carolina was swept by the Shockers over the weekend. So we got that coming your way in hour number three of today's show. We'll also make you a winner and open up the booty bag. And we do not have Brian Bailey at the moment. I do want to say this. Yep. So everyone knows about the chain strap. Yeah. But I want to talk about the clip strips. (laughs) (laughs) The what? The clip strips. The clip strips. I know, I like that. I hope you keep that formation. It looks good. Um, last night I was like, man, I hadn't shaved this weekend. I look uh, look ragged, and I was like, let's shave it up. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to shave it all. So I just shaved the cheeks and the neck, and kind of kept uh, kept everything else, strapping it up. And I thought about you, Chandler. You have a nice chain strap going. I have a very uh, thin, unnoticeable clip strip. I like strip. mine to be like yours, though. I like to be mine to be kind of thin and close to my face. Tight? Yeah, tight. Keep it tight? Keep it tight. All right. Where's Bailey? I don't know. Every time I've called him, it's gone, uh, it, it would ring once or twice and then get a voicemail. So, at this point, I'm not sure what's going on. All right. I'm going to say call us if you can. If not, we'll uh, skip to what I was planning to do next segment. And that's read some uh, Facebook posts, some comments. Y'all want to do that? Sure, why not? Let's start doing that. Did you find any scary music for us to play, Shirley? I did. I did. Um, Hit it, see, see what it sounds on, like. <laughs> because when you go inside the Facebook comments, it can be a very, very scary place. It sure can. Kind of like Brad's comment about this weekend. This is these are comments from the final score we posted from Sunday's Lost. And much like this music, he said very concerning. I would agree with that. Gordon takes a more lighthearted way of describing the weekend. He says flush three times and move forward. Let's go, Pirates. Chandler, you ever had a ever had a three flusher? try a five flusher oh it's a lot of water gene is not happy he said the number seven team in d1 and nobody can hit the ball out of the infield lots of people here drinking the kool-aid we are a mediocre american conference team wichita kansas is as close as we'll get to omaha Gene not impressed with the 29 and 11 
top 15 East Carolina Pirates. People are drinking the Kool-Aid. Brendan says, not the best weekend, but on to the next game. All right, Brendan. No big deal. We're going to move on to the next game. Cut the music, Shirley, and cut the comments. We'll get back to that in a moment. Because right now, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, we'll get his thoughts on the weekend. Panic button time or relax? Brian Bailey joins us. Hello, Brian. Hello, how are you? I'm good. We were uh, looking over some of the facebook comments awaiting your call and uh let's get your take on the pirates should we freak out about a five and eight road record uh for this team bailey or should we focus on the 29 and 11 and uh still a chance to win this conference win the conference tournament and host a regional where are you at right now after the sweep to the hands of wichita state well i don't think you can push the panic button obviously they play much better at home than they do on the road uh that's documented um, I, I just think, I, you know, I don't know how how much that that Thursday trip took out of him, and he hate to make it's not an excuse, but you look at, at it was just a bad trip from the very beginning, from all indications. Um, your three four hitters can't go over nineteen in three games. I, I was just doing the math. I may I may not have gotten that totally right, but I mean that's Moylan and Starling. Yes, in fact, I got it. I was doing some research for the six o'clock and trying to look and see, you know, some of the issues that they had. And obviously when you look at, you know, some of those numbers, you just can't, I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling that those two guys have killed the ball, you know, most of the year. So you're not going to get that very often, but, but you got it in this series. Yeah. One number we talked about a moment ago, Bailey, 41 to 14. That was the number of hits for Wichita state and ECU this weekend. That just doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't, and, and you know that doesn't seem right. And it just seemed like that the entire weekend. You know, I know that most coaches don't like doubleheaders anyway because they're hard. It's hard to win two in, in a in a doubleheader, but you got to at least win one. And when you don't win that one, then you know maybe you're you're hitting a little mini panic button. Hey, we got to win game three. And game three was you know scoreless until what the fifth, and then Gross got in some trouble and he walked in two runs and. And they got that big hit, and it was pretty much over after that. Yeah, uh, I, I just think that you know Wichita State's a pretty good baseball team. I think we've got. I think the teams are better than maybe maybe a lot of us thought. I think we all looked at the non-conference and thought, okay, the only team that, that's really playing well is East Carolina. The rest of these teams, you know, aren't that good, and maybe they're better than we thought they were. Wichita State was a much better team, at least in these three games. Brian Bailey joining us, and during that win streak, it seemed like East Carolina would get out early, Bailey, and uh, give maybe the pitchers a little more confidence and and give the team as a whole momentum, and that certainly wasn't the case this weekend. Uh, But, you know, we've talked a lot about the hitting. Trey Savage had his worst performance. Carter Spivey gave up 11 hits uh, in five innings, and Groves, as you said, was doing well and kind of hit a wall there uh, in the middle innings, and it was the uh, one of the worst pitching performances we've seen from these starters who have been absolutely stellar this year. I mean, we're talking about three all-conference guys and all uh, struggled a bit this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was just fascinating to watch because, you know, as, as you're watching, you're like, this is not the same team I've watched all season long. But, you know, but it, but it was the same team. It just – it was a really, really bad weekend. And, and you hope, you know, you uh, you know you read today that you Savage might miss, you know, uh, a start – He's got a little arm fatigue. You hope that that gets better quickly because he's been lights out. You know, he set the table on Friday nights, and that sets you up for the weekend. And, 
you know, uh, but but you're right. All you know, the, the three starters, none of them came through like they usually do. Um, the hitting wasn't there for East Carolina all weekend. I mean, it was just a, and, and that and I, I think you know playing on that hard artificial turf. How many hits did Wichita State have where they just knocked the heck out right. onto the ground? But that's what they you know that's their home field and they take advantage of it. I think East Carolina takes advantage of their home field in a number of ways. I think the Pirates will be you know glad to get back home this weekend and. If you, you know, I was thinking about this today. If if, if East Carolina goes to Raleigh tomorrow and beats State, I mean, uh, you know, it, that that may that may send the Wolfpack faithful, you know, because they just got swept at home by yeah. the Pirates and Eric Backage and his Clemson Tigers, and then that would complete the sweep for East Carolina. So Elliot Avent may, you know, he may be ready to call it quits after that. Both teams needed, and it does set up for a fascinating matchup on Tuesday with uh, a couple teams reeling coming off this weekend. And as you said, East Carolina going for the season sweep. And uh, you've got some of those coming up in the midweek, Bailey. You're going for a three-game sweep over North Carolina this season, which would be tremendous for the Pirates. You're also trying to avoid a three-game sweep uh, at the hands of Campbell later on this year. So uh, these the weekends, you got to take care of them. As Brandon Manning, when he joins us, uh, likes to say, sweep at home, win two out of three on the road. But, man, you've got some crucial midweek games as East Carolina wants to keep their spot in that top 16 to to be able to host a regional later this year. Yeah, I think that's really the goal. I, I think it was an outside goal to try to host. You know, it, it, it's funny what a difference, you know, a year makes. But uh, before last season, you know, we, we sat around, and, and whichever year it was, but it was the year where East Carolina had all the great numbers and they still didn't get, you know, a top eight seed. And Cliff basically said at the time, he said, we'll never get one. If we don't get one this year, we'll never get one. And then last year, you know, his team rolls through all that big win streak and they end up with a national seed. Uh, it's just really difficult to get that national seed, to get in the top eight. So look, not that it's easy to get in the top 16, but it's, you know, it's a little easier. And I think that that's got to be the goal right now. And if you pop a big win streak and you start playing, you know, fire baseball again like they can and win the tournament, you know, maybe you sneak into that top eight. But I think I think right now the big concern is, hey, let's go beat North Carolina State and then play well at home this weekend and go from there. BB, Brian Bailey joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Bailey, uh, the, I'm going to give you 100 Pirate Radio books. I don't think you can use these anywhere. Maybe Parker's or Tiebreaker's or AJ's will accept them. Um, but you can place a bet and here is your, uh, here's the question over under one and a half East Carolina football players drafted in the 2023 NFL draft. Are you going over or under one and a half players drafted? Yeah, that's really a great, that, that's a great <laughs> bet because that's about where you're at. You're about, you're about at either one or two Yep. in my mind. And I think that, you know, I, I'm the eternal optimist, so I'm going to, I'm going to go over. All right. I'm hoping that Keaton goes. I'm hoping that Holton goes. And, 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 you know, the more you read, every time you read an article about Holton, he moves up another couple of rounds. I mean, you know, the latest I thought was he could go in the third round, which is crazy. That's great. But, you know, whether he does or not you know, remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're going to get – I think Keaton's going to go, and I think Holton's going to go. And sometimes I'm a little – I question this. I'm, I'm kind of cynical on it. On how, why, why would a guy – you've seen him play all these years – what could happen between, say, December, January, and the NFL draft to make a guy skyrocket? And for whole nailers, it's going to those all-star games and winning MVP, and it's going to, 
you know quarterback camps and and all that and he really has he is an example of a guy that can improve his stock once his playing days are over and it's uh it's pretty amazing but i think with all he's done for me he's gone from okay he's not going to get drafted and and might get a look from a team to definitely going to be a rookie free agent at worst and could potentially get drafted in the late rounds uh, it, it's uh, it's amazing how much his stock has risen yeah, I, I think the, you know the, the worst case scenario was, and, and I think it's not to say it's a worst case, but but for him it may be the best case scenario. But you know the worst thing that happened, he's going to go as a preferred free agent. I mean, he's 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 got like a bunch of calls and somebody, you know, it's going they're going to line up to try to get him if he doesn't get drafted. Now, if he gets drafted, obviously you're going to a place that that wants you, and wants to put you on the roster, and you know wants to invest in you and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that. It's it's really an exciting time, and I can't imagine what they're going through, you know, this week and just trying to get count the days, and then you know you know you're not going to go in the first round, but just to watch the first round, and then then the next day you got the second, third round. Well, you know, now Holton has to pay attention because his name was mentioned in the third round, but realistically you're looking at Saturday, but just what a day that could be for, for both those guys. Brian Bailey joining us. Uh, fascinating what's going to happen at the top of this draft with the quarterbacks. All signs are pointing to Bryce Young being the Panthers guy. C.J. Stroud may be falling with Will Levis rising, and where does uh, Richardson play into that? So uh, I'm excited to see what, what all shakes out on Thursday. You've still got Aaron Rodgers as a Green Bay Packer. Will he become a Jet uh, at some point soon? Lamar Jackson, what's his deal? And, uh, and I was thinking about it, Bailey, just a moment ago, thinking about the, the Cowboys, the last two, you know, solid to good uh, to nearly great Cowboys quarterbacks were drafted where? Tony Romo. Was Tony Romo drafted at all? I think he was an undrafted free agent. And and, then, um, and uh, Dak is like, fourth. yeah, fourth round. So <laughs> you don't have to get a guy at the top for it to pan out. Uh, certainly it can but i mean you just look at your team and it shows that uh, a lot of these guys are, are slept on and they get a chance and, and run with it yeah it, it's always you know i always think back to the to the year of the uh, pandemic and, and how much that draft meant to me because man there was there was nothing going on in sports yep. for weeks and finally the draft comes and, and remember the commissioner was in his basement yeah <laughs> i was telling chandler about that the other day because um we got a friend that hosts a draft party. He's a he's a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, but he's the kind of guy that wears an NFL Shield shirt. He just he loves the league, so he's all into the NFL draft. And that year of the pandemic, uh, we had not been out. So I had not been out socially anywhere. And he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna have a couple guys over. We'll we'll space out. We'll do whatever we got to do. But let's uh, let's watch this draft." So we went over there. We were all kind of spaced out in his man cave and watched it. And and you're right. I was telling him I rem- I'll never forget that because uh, it had been so long before I interacted uh, with anyone. And that draft gave us something to to smile about for a night anyway. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, and I usually don't do this because I've got a thousand uh, Dallas Cowboy caps, as you well know, but. I was like, I'm getting the draft cap. I'm so desperate for something. So I, I ordered the draft cap, and it came a couple of days before the draft. And I had it on in, in my bonus room, just smiling, watching the draft. Because, man, it was it was slim pickings for uh, sports at, at that time. But, and how about this, Bailey? One minute ago, I said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a Packer. Well, two minutes ago, Adam Schefter tweeted out, Aaron Rodgers is being traded to the New York Jets. So there's one of the questions answered. 
There you go. I, I, I knew they said they, they had resumed talks or something earlier today. That's good news. Good. I, I'm anxious to see that. I'm one of those fans of the league, too. You know, I, I like watching. The only thing I'm worried about was the Sunday ticket, and I'm, I'm hoping that they <laughs> But I'm telling you, the YouTube folks say you only get one sign-in for all that money, and you can't watch it on but one TV, and I think that's absurd. That's absurd for that amount of money. I'm going to call Google and talk to somebody. We'll talk to Steve Google and see what he says. Gregory Google. Gregory Google. <laughs> I mean, Bailey's the only person that doesn't like this because he's been uh, getting ticket the Sunday ticket for free for haggling those folks at DirecTV. Well, not only that, but but when you get Sunday ticket on your DirecTV, every receiver gets it. Right. So if you have, you know, I've got five different ones at the house. Not that I watch five of them, but you know, if, if Melissa wanted to watch a game, she could watch what she wanted to watch. If Bella wanted to watch a game. She watch what she wants to watch. I watch two in my room, but they're saying you get one sign in. Mm. That's, that's absurd. Absurd. Gregory Google, get on the horn. Bailey needs to talk to you. Uh, there you go, Bailey. Uh, one win away from the Carolina Hurricanes advancing to round two. They won on the road on Sunday. Home game coming up on Tuesday, and uh, it's been a fun series to follow. Uh, some tight games. Canes. Uh, did their part to control game four on the road and now can close it out coming up Tuesday night. Yeah, it's about time they were able to win one on the road. They have struggled in playoff games on the road, but but I, they, they dominated uh, game four from the very start on, on Sunday afternoon. That was good to see. And, yeah, they just got so many injury problems right now. But they've had some guys step up and, you know, see how long this thing can last. I think, you know, still Boston looks to be the, yeah. the cream of the crop. The Bruins have had a great, great year. Uh, and they look to be probably the best team out there, but you never know in the playoffs. All right, you got that going on, NBA playoffs. We're going to – Bailey's going to be following some high school baseball. Had a great show. Brian Bailey's show earlier today had both uh, RV, Ronald Vincent, and Jason Mills on. Conley Rose Part 2. When's that, Bailey? That's tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. D.H. Conley, the Hollywood Crossroads, uh, set to host that matchup. And it's always fun to – you know, those two – those programs are just such – good programs and year in and year out i mean you know they just they're always going to be you know have winning teams and there'll be some other teams you know here and there around the area that come through and have great seasons but those two programs are just you know really really good and they put on some you know great games the first game you know comedy just belted the baseball just really hit the baseball at Godsmith stadium and, and was, i think they were up eight to one and then they gave up some runs late and won the game eight six but uh, yeah, they, it's it's always a, a good matchup. You know, lots of fun fans and everything, and it can it can get exciting. I love this time of year myself, and um, and especially when I get to hear Brian Bailey expand his Sports Horizons. He was talking about Auntie Ranta <laughs> last week, and and this week he's talking lacrosse. Uh, you're, you're just uh, you're a worldly guy, Bailey. Uh, talking to Amanda more earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show. EC lacrosse uh, having a good year. Now I love I love Amanda. She's been so sweet since she got here, and you know I have a lot of respect for her just because you know the way she's had to build. You know, she's building a program. I mean, that's just to me got to be one of the hardest things you can possibly do. But uh, yeah, it, it's really it, it's really interesting this time of year what you're trying to dive into. Yeah, a little little lacrosse. You got you got hockey. You know, we talked track with uh, Kirk Kraft. Uh, you know, and back to the Hurricanes. I mean, Mackenzie McEachern. If you look at his name, there's no way that's McEachern. But apparently that's how you say it. And he scored two goals in that game against the Islanders. 
Man, you are you impress me every chat we have now, Bailey, with your overall knowledge. It's good stuff. Uh, you're not dumb like some cowboy fans. I think is the not, the famous phrase. I am actually dumb, but I am like a lot of cowboy fans. Do you have you looked at it enough, Bailey? What do you want your uh, your boys to add this week? You know, it's it's one of those things. I just hope they make a good decision. And, and you know, it's one of those things that sometimes you make a decision and people just rip you for it, and you have to go through that, and it turns out to be okay. And sometimes you make a, a decision you think is great and it doesn't pan out. Uh, you know, Taco Charlton was the worst pick I think I can remember the Cowboys ever making. I knew it when they did it, but nobody else knew it. But you know, I think they've done a pretty good job of the draft over the last several years, and uh, I just I just enjoy listening. Who you know, when when you're watching it, and, and all of a sudden you say there's been a trade, and you yeah, and you're like, you know, did the Cowboys make a trade? They move up. Uh, the Cowboys could move up from 26, could move down out of the first round. I mean, I, I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Well, it could stay at 26. I think they like the Texas running back, but I don't know if, if he's their number one pick. They said they had 15 to 17 players that they graded with first-round grades, which is kind of interesting to me. Hmm. But uh, we'll see what happens Thursday night. It's exciting, a little uh, taste of the NFL in the spring, the NFL draft coming up this week. We'll be talking NFL draft uh, coming up and we'll put it on Facebook Live 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Myself and Marcus Crandall are going to talk to the assistant quarterbacks coach of the Seattle Seahawks, Kerry Joseph, and we're going to talk about preparing for the draft. I got I got. I want to ask him about Geno Smith's uh, year last year, but we'll be doing that live coming up 11 a.m. on uh, Tuesday, and we'll play that on Thursday's show. So we'll be talking some draft with the uh, NFL coach, uh, Kerry Joseph, coming up tuesday right here so that'll be interesting bailey uh we if you miss the brian bailey show you can hear it an hour and a half from now as it'll air or you can go to youtube facebook live right now and, and see it there as well great show bb and uh we will check in with you later on thanks for joining us today sounds good take care all right there is brian bailey joining us on the pirate radio live line on a tuesday thank you atticus for pointing out that aaron Rodgers news so yeah that is official. Aaron Rodgers uh, traded to the Jets. And we'll look at the haul here. So the Jets get the 15th overall pick of the 2023 draft and then the 170th overall pick of the 23 draft. Green Bay will get the 13th overall pick of the 23 draft. They get a second-round pick as well in this draft, 42nd overall, and then uh, a couple other picks. Conditional second-round pick in 2024 if Rodgers plays 85% of the snaps. So there you go. Um, Let's take a break. When we return, we'll put the hazmat suit back on and go inside the comments and read more of your comments on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, Chad says, are there any baseball players or coach interviews on the show today? Well, Chad, if you look at, you see me on the video, you look below that, you see an ad currently for Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Pirates, proudly bottled by Minji's Bottling Group. You look below that, it says Pirate Radio Live and today's date. And then it has a list of names, which are the guests on today's show. Brooks Hill, Brian Bailey, Billy Weaver, 
and Josh Moylan. Josh Moylan will join us coming up in hour number three of today's show to talk about what went wrong in Wichita and what they need to fix moving forward, specifically Tuesday night when they take on NC State. So to answer your question, Chad, Pike, Josh Moylan will be joining us about an hour from now on Pirate Radio Live. More to go when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties are you curious about the current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses ecu alum scott harris with re Max and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Still to come on today's show, Billy Weaver will join us coming up at 5 o'clock. Talk Pirate Baseball, Pirate Football. NASCAR Talladega yesterday. Some fireworks at the end of that race. I was able to watch the last two laps, which probably was the best part. We'll recap that and more with Billy Weaver. Also, Josh Moylan going to join us, Pirate First Baseman, coming up in hour number three of today's show. All right, uh, let's head back into the wasteland that is the Facebook comments. Can I ask you? Um... What you can ask me whatever you want. You don't even need to ask if you can ask. You can just ask. Can I ask you what comment section you're you're looking at so I can maybe join in and read some? Sure. I'm looking at the score, the final score from Sunday's Game 3 of the series. Okay. It is a graphic that says, Wichita State completes the sweep of ECU baseball. Shockers outscored the Pirates 23-3 to on the weekend. Is that right? thought my number was different uh maybe i maybe it was 23 to 3 let's see 15 yeah 23 to 3 uh on the weekend next up versus nc state and raleigh 48 comments and i'd already read a few including the triple flush from gordon flush three times and move forward let's go pirates brad said very concerning gene is mad the number 17 in d1 nobody can hit the ball out of the infield lots of people here are drinking the kool-aid we are a mediocre american conference team wichita kansas is as close as we'll get to omaha brendan said not the best weekend (laughs) but on to the next game chandler you want to add one in trace oh good trace says pitiful steve says wake up call well, uh, was that all caps or just exclamation points all caps and four exclamation points wow he is riding that shift key or just hit that caps lock austin Art. says 
Jeez. Brutal weekend. Ernest said, I'm an ECU graduate and ardent fan. I love when people put their resume to start the uh, the comment. He said, however. What do you mean, however? You can still be a graduate and fan. However, if we want to get to the College World Series, we have to learn to win on the road. It seems it is our Achilles heel. Go Pirates. All right. Kathy said, tough weekend. Max says, wow. One word, three letters. Wow. Dan said, got their butts handed to them on a stick this weekend. Straight up butts on stick weekend. Said, not a good showing. Back down in the rankings we go. Chandler, would you like to add one? Anthony has a quote. All right. And I quote, sometimes you're the Louisville slugger, baby. Sometimes you're the ball. Dire Straits. <laughs> What's your favorite Dire Straits song, Chandler? I don't know. All right. I'll Look, this might be too cliche, but I would say money for nothing because I love the intro. I love that the song is from the perspective of the working man. And there are, it's like a sarcastic song. It's from their voice talking about the rich rock star. I love it. Sultan's a swing, obviously. Sultan of swing. Great too. Alexander Da Great Williams. This guy has his Facebook name and a nickname between his first name and his last name, which is Da Great, with a hyphen in between. Alexander Da Great Williams. Da Great. Da Great. He said, Wichita State is our AAC kryptonite, as Rice was our Conference USA kryptonite. Interesting. Don't know if you've read this one, but right. Al says, we got beat by a bunch of junior college players. Same with Campbell. Maybe we we need a few more JUCOs. Hmm. All right. I love somebody that has a suggestion, not just a complaint, but a, a way to get better. He says, bring in the JUCOs. Ronald says, we got shocked by the shockers. Yes, it was ugly, but chill, Pirate fans, if that's what you are, we'll be there when it counts. I like that. Oh, man. I like this comment from Justin absolutely disgusting and disgraceful Justin is watching his baseball this weekend I picture him in like a mansion he's in a dark room with like a chalice and he's just like this is disgusting and disgraceful get this off my television monitor oh by the way liked by three people disgusting and disgraceful and i forgot to mention angry emojis two, two angry emojis liked by three people yeah william liked it mitzi liked it and our good buddy brian skipper liked it oh skip lucky here he was disgusted and disgraced gideon that's a cool name says wow that's embarrassing justin is disgusted and disgraced gideon is embarrassed Alan said our crews seem tired. 
Sad emoji. <laughs> For some reason, when you verbalize the emojis, it makes it funnier. Our crew seemed tired. Sad emoji. Chandler, would you like to chime in? I'm trying to read the ones that we haven't read. Cheryl Lynn? Cheryl Lynn? Said, not again. <laughs> oh, brother, not again. <laughs> and what is this emoji? It's, um, it's got the eyes, like, horizontal, like, closed, and then the mouth is closed. I mean, I don't know if you can see it from back there. It's just, like, eyes straight line, mouth straight line. Not again. Kind of like a... You know how, like, when you do a face palm, you close your eyes, you kind of put your head down a little bit. It's face kind of palm. like, yeah, but right. without the hand. Okay. Brian Skipper said, "That's why we don't need to see hear anything about the polls. Stop posting the polls. Brian doesn't want to see it, and we're going to stop talking about them. Thank you, Brian." Chandler, are you going to read anything, or would you like for me to do it? Uh, I can't see every single comment. For okay, some reason, I will which continue. Is very sad. Well, did you click on the all comments? Are you looking at most relevant? I clicked on the forty-eight. Okay, Shirley, what is this music? This is this uh, Home Alone? No, this is from the original Poltergeist. Okay. This creeps me out. You said creepy music. This creeps me out. Okay. Now my... Now my internet's not working. Mark has a question for Clipper. All right. Well, it's not really a question, but he has... He ends the sentence with a question mark. Mark says, can't wait to hear what the Clipper has to say. Question... Let me read, let me see. <laughs> Can you please yeah. re- rephrase that as a question? Yeah. Can't wait to hear what the clipper has to say. <laughs> so I don't know, Mark. Can you or can you not? That's up for you to decide. You let us know when you figure out if you can or cannot wait for what I have to say. That is the uh, guy from Twitter that likes to respond sometimes. Mark O'Rabbits. Now we've got comments commenting on the comments hannah says to the ones who are posting negative comments please stay home when we host in june hell yeah mike said we'll get better from this okay so mike is not using actual emojis he is typing in the emojis he wants used We'll get better from this. Strong arm flexing emoji. Celebrating hands emoji. 100 emoji. Pirate flag emoji. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) That is a... That's a great comment right there. Kenny says, We are better when ECU is the hunter, not the one being hunted. Preach, preach, Kenny. That's why we have Jake Hunter and not Jake Hunted on the roster. Amen. Why can I not pull up all these comments now? Chandler, you messed me up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jamie wants me to read these comments to Josh Moylan next hour. He also said this music uh, feels like it should be positive comments. <laughs> I I've, I'm not familiar with Poltergeist. Yeah, I mean I I'm, I know what it is. I don't know if I've seen it. T, TJ said, "Are we doing a graduation ceremony of baseball players?" Tyler said flex on them, Shirley. Do we have any more comments, Chandler? I don't see any more. Oh, I think I got more. Let's hear them. Oh, that's that weirdo Mark. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. This guy. Let's see if we got any more good ones. We got problems in Wichita. We got another flush couple of flushes a lot of turd comments turd related comments i should say nice thomas says that's why polls don't matter until the end all right and i think we've read uh tucker sorry you got fired today tucker said i guess their bats did not make the trip oh well forget about it and move on just forget about it forget about it forget about it all right, that has been a stroll inside the Facebook comments. Johnny Stats. Oh, yeah, Johnny, you he did. He had a comment. Sorry, right, here's Johnny Stats' comment. It was positive. Congratulations to Wichita State for rising 60 positions in the RPI to 87 after sweeping the Monty Pirates. They went from a borderline quad four team to a quad two team because of ECU's status as an elite team. Johnny, not everybody wants to look at it the way you do. People like to focus on the negative. That is what Facebook comments are all about, Johnny. You're using the comments wrong with your positive comments. I have one comment from a share. Oh. Where uh, someone shared it and commented. Ooh, okay. What do you got? Jenny said, look forward to a comeback Tuesday night. Pirate flag emoji, pirate flag emoji, pirate flag emoji, pirate flag emoji, pirate flag emoji. <laughs> Whoa. Flag. <laughs> There's more? No. <laughs> I just wanted to add that. All right. But uh yeah. Robert says he's got he's got a message to Wichita State. <laughs> what you got, Rob? He said, Go to hell, shockers, <laughs> get a job. Thank you, Robert, and thank you, Tommy Tuberville. And thank you, uh, Shirley, for the accompanying music. This has been a trip inside the Facebook comments. Matt said, that's a baseball Italian flag emoji. What is he talking about? Let's go to break. When we return, we'll wrap up hour two. Got Billy Weaver, Josh Moylan joining us hour three. If you'd like to comment on the comments, feel free to do so because folks, we are in America. We, us three here are all Americans and we welcome your comments your free speech back with you pirate radio live on a monday after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Empire Radio Live, on a lovely Monday beautiful outside a little nip to the air it's not too hot not too chilly just a great day chandler's wearing a beautiful pink shirt like you're ready to hit the course or attend uh you know an easter service or perhaps go on a third date like you're ready for it all yeah always gotta be prepared yeah shirley with a nice purple pirate radio shirt i'm going purple polo today we all look pretty nice Levi says, why are there so many Fairweather fans? Well, because we, as a society, are just, we're selfish people. We all, everything, everything should go right for us. We should win every game. We put in time. Some people put in money. Some people put in efforts to watch a game. Some people don't watch the game at all and just find the score. Some people, like that idiot Mark on Twitter, can't find a score, but still complains about the game. Just because we expect everything to, you know, go the way it should for us. And when it doesn't, it's not fair. We should win every game, and we don't. And why? We're not good enough. Something's got to change. If we don't win every baseball game, something needs to be fixed i don't have the answers for what that is and i don't either you don't no, i was gonna I, ask you I, if i did i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing right now all right let's say uh cliff Godwin just called us and said look guys i got i got two minutes i, I need help I, I chandler what can i do to fix this what should i do tuesday night chandler go there's this drug coach called Hiawaska. <laughs> what I need you to do is to smoke it. Get absolutely blitzed. Go into a dark room. That could be anywhere. It could be in the Himalayan Islands, whatever. The Himalayan Islands, he says. Maybe. The Himalayan, maybe, the famous Himalayan Islands. Maybe go under the brush on Wimbledon. Hmm. Maybe just go into a closet in your house. Wait a minute. Was someone smoking ayahuasca in the brush off Wimbledon Drive that started the fire? Because I know for a fact Billy Joel didn't start the fire. No wonder I was relaxed on Friday. (laughs) Smoke filling the air. Chris said, uh, I feel we all need to be (laughs) debriefed again. On the Wimbledon Drive brush fire. I've got a funny underwear story. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. Should I tell it? Maybe. Yes. I mean, we're out of time this segment. Maybe I'll get to it. Um, but a funny brief debrief story. What is that, Cliff? Calling in right now? Could be. Steven has an answer for Cliff Gowan. Recruit from the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, Caribbean. You go Caribbean? Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. True. I, it would be weird to say Pirates of the Caribbean. Matt said cork bats. He also says you drink ayahuasca. Is there, uh, Matt, are you referring to ayahuasca? I'm sorry if I was incorrect. I'm not a ayahuasca user. Mike Pelfrey used to be Donald's guy when he was dominating the Braves. Now I'm trapped. Now I'm trapped in a world I can't escape out of. It'd be like that sometimes. Let's take a break. When we return, Billy Weaver joins us. More to go, Pirate Radio Live on a fun Monday show. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Saw a lot of uh, prom pictures on Facebook this weekend. Should we have an adult prom for us and the listeners of Pirate Radio? What do you think, Chandler? Like, um, not my wife would be my date, but you could ask your uh, yeah your date to the prom. Bring her. Yeah, uh, surely find a date. All you listeners out there, Austin can bring uh, his wife that he is still with. She might slap us in the face. <laughs> the adult pirate radio prom. We all get dressed up in our tuxes and want dresses and whatnot. Have it at the state theater. Yep. What do you think, Shirley? I'll DJ it. <laughs> all right, DJ Shirley Rhodes is there. Yeah, I ain't spinning ain't the tracks. I ain't wearing a dress uh who's in right now we got us three so if you'd like to uh join in we'll make this reality billy weaver can bring his wife correct yeah that'd be awesome weave you down for a uh i saw the all the prom pictures on facebook this weekend i was thinking what if we have an adult pirate radio prom uh yeah i they have those at assisted living care places <laughs> so i mean if all right well i'm not quite ready for that yet uh, this is like a this is like a halftime prom we had our one uh, as kids <laughs> we're gonna have one when we're about gone and we need to have one here in the middle yeah okay i'm down with that it, whoa whoa wait i gotta ask you something though. okay 
is it is it going to be like uh, the high school prom where there were uh, no adult beverages? You had to rely on um, the cool guy to bring and spike the punch? Or Interesting you say that. We've been talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers and ayahuasca. Eric on YouTube said, I'm spiking the punch bowl with ayahuasca. Uh, Chris said, I'm bringing Joko Hooch. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we can make it like a bring your own event. Okay. All right. I'm down. All right. Uh, Hannah's in. She she wants to uh, throw it back. She's asking Brent. She's already asking her date, Brandon Manning, to the prom. Matt said, will it be Peach Bowl themed? <laughs> well, if, Churl, if uh, Troy's on the prom planning committee, it will be Peach Bowl themed. <laughs> It'll at least be Punch Bowl themed. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to come dressed as Luke Fisher. <laughs> Troy's date is Jeff Blake. Wow. All right, Troy. Way to go. Uh, Kenny has an idea on how to improve ECU baseball. He says, have Billy Weaver give a pep talk to the team. He's the man. So, Billy, what's your pep talk to Pirate Baseball after getting swept this weekend? Hit the dang on ball. Hit it. Hit it. Quit looking at it. Oh. Yeah. And put some ranch, put some ranch on it. All right, Coach. Thank you. <laughs> Man, Billy, a rough one uh, this weekend as it was ugly. And it wasn't, you know, Sunday. Uh, I thought Groves was going to shove, as the kids say, and uh, and shut down the Wichita State bats, which he did for a while. But uh, he gets knocked out of the game, and, and I don't know where to look. Uh, you Savage had his worst performance. Uh, Spivey gave up 11 hits, but... None of that really matters if your offense can't score. I mean, it was ugly all around. It was. And, you know, the the pitcher on Friday night for Wichita State, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he was awesome. I mean, he was in just a groove. He pitched, what, nine innings, complete game. I think that's the first time he's ever pitched a complete game. And, you know, East Carolina runs up against those guys every once in a while. So the Friday night thing didn't really – bother me or well actually the saturday i'm sorry the game one saturday uh, on <laughs> yeah. the letter that was supposed to be friday um that one didn't bother me too much and i figured east carolina would kind of bounce back in that the second game of that double header and and figure out a way to, to get the bats going but it just it never happened man and it was you know i, I kind of chalk it up to you know these things happen weird things happen you know mm-hmm. i I know there's a lot of people that are gloom and doom and all oh, this. Maybe this team's not what we thought they were, blah, 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 and all that stuff. I think they just they just had a bad weekend. They really did. They just couldn't get anything going. But, you know, credit to Wichita State. Their pitchers kept these Carolina's batters off balance um, for, for three games. And, uh, you know, they, they played very well. So I – I totally expect East Carolina to bounce back, though. and So I don't think there's a whole lot to worry about. We've the uh, weekend. Dale Murphy was in town and uh, saw you out there. It was an awesome weekend. That weekend, East Carolina was losing on the road to Houston. How did they bounce back from that? Well, a few days later, they took it to NC State. And look who's on the schedule next. A uh, chance to do the same thing all over again. NC State coming off a getting swept as well so uh, you've got two wounded teams heading into tuesday night's game in raleigh 
Yeah, I was surprised to see all the teams that struggled uh, in the you know top half of the top twenty-five this past weekend. It's been a couple weekends in a row that you know a bunch of top twenty-five teams have struggled, and I think it just goes to show the parity of college baseball right now. And there are a lot of good teams in college baseball. There really is, and you know anybody that thinks the Americans not a good. Uh, baseball conference is kind of fooling themselves but it'd be nice to to kind of repeat what happened you know the last time like you said coming off a you know a tough showing at Houston um then NC State and then they went to reel off nine consecutive wins and you know I I told I don't know if that's going to happen again but I can guarantee that you know those guys in that locker room are taking this uh pretty hard um and, you know, they right after that Houston series, if I remember, I think the players had a meeting and, and kind of, uh, you know, come together and say, hey, we, we can't let this happen. And I'm sure that's that's the sentiment again now after this, uh, this showing at Wichita State. Billy Weaver joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Weave joins me on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, taking your calls after ECU football games, NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Got some NFL news uh, from today we'll talk about in a moment, Weave. But I asked this question to Brian Bailey. I'll ask you as well. I'm giving you uh, 100 fake Pirate Radio books to lay down a bet. And uh, the bet is over or under one and a half ECU players drafted in the 2023 NFL draft. What uh, are you betting over or under on that? Oh, I think I'm going so one and a half. Yep. I'll I'll go with the over. All right. Go with the over. All right. Bailey did as well, and we think Keaton Mitchell is going to be one of those. Is number two hole nailers. I, well, I think somebody's going to take a chance on them, and I think if they do, they'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, and I don't know if that's my purple colored glasses on because he's such a he's such a great young man. He's done so much for the university. He put up a ton of numbers, but it's not just that. I, it's the way he ended his career, and with um, you know the the. The post games that he had, he was selected in those bowl games, um, the MVP back to back, and and I think that may have opened some eyes. He, you know, I I think somebody's going to take a chance on him. I really do because you know he's, you know he's he's got the size. Um, maybe he could work on his speed a little bit more, um, but I, I think somebody's going to take a chance on him. So I definitely go with the over. All right, he's going over one and a half, and uh, we think a lot of Pirates will be at least rookie free agent signing, so we'll monitor that and have the updates this weekend on our social media site, so stay tuned for that, and uh, hopefully you can talk to some of those guys next week. Uh, Weave, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, this came down about an hour ago. It's finally official. Aaron Rodgers is being traded to the New York Jets, and uh, a big deal there is he goes to New York in exchange for some draft picks, so the uh the rogers era in green bay is officially over and ever since i've watched nfl football the packers have had a hall of fame starting quarterback that changes now unless jordan love is the next one in line but uh they have had decades and decades now of hall of famers with Favre and rogers so that, that's going to be weird he's going to stay in green but uh certainly a different green yeah i don't I don't know if I like that because it seems to me like the the Jets is where quarterbacks go to top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Brett Favre went there actually, and 
he didn't do anything there i think uh and then he went to minnesota and had a good year but even brett Favre couldn't do it there yeah it's just it's it's gonna be tough um but yeah i, I don't if you're green bay you gotta be a little bit worried because like you said i mean they've been they've been spoiled at the quarterback position and I, I just wish the commanders could get one of those guys <laughs> over the span of a, you know, 30 years or so. We can't ever seem to get that lucky. So uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I tell you what, man, the New York media, it, it, I, in the preseason and camps and all that, it is going to be a circus in New York City with him going to the Jets. And, you know, maybe the Jets fans finally have something to really cheer about. So we'll have to wait and see. Look, Billy and I, we're not picking on the Jets. We can relate to bad quarterback play over the years with Washington. But uh, here's some of the names uh, that have started for New York since 2010. (laughs) Greg McElroy, uh, Bryce Petty, Josh McCown, Luke Falk, Trevor Simeon, uh, Josh Johnson, and then uh, Zach Wilson didn't work out for him. Sam Darnold, who they drafted, didn't work out for him. Geno Smith, who they drafted, uh, didn't work out for him. Uh, they had Mark Sanchez and Chad Pennington kind of work out before that. But that just shows uh, those last few names I named are the guys they drafted to come in to be the guy. And uh, they drafted Wilson in the top five. Just can't work out for him. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's like I said. It's it's where quarterbacks go to die. I don't know if it's where they go to die or they just go to fade away uh, after their college careers because they just have have had horrible luck with the quarterback. You know, and I've said this a ton before. It's a quarterback driven league, and if you don't have a quarterback uh, that is above average, you you can just forget it. You're just not gonna you're not gonna be able to compete and win unless you have just amazing talent around that quarterback and an incredible defense and you know you have kind of a quarterback that just goes out there and doesn't make mistakes and he's not a you know not a world beater unless you have extreme talent around that quarterback you know it's it's all about the QB and it's there's a reason there's a reason you know you look at winning teams and the the first thing that comes to mind is the quarterback uh, and you know, so who knows? And, and you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I never thought Tom Brady would go to Tampa Bay and win there and win a Super Bowl, but he did. And I don't think a lot. You know, I, I think most people didn't think that was going to happen. So you never know. Aaron Rodgers might be a good fit for there. Billy, uh, looking at Washington's situation, it looks like Sam Howell's going to be the guy unless something changes here in this draft and they make a move or or bring in a veteran or something. But I, I'm. I did this with the Panthers fans the other day. I basically said, would you rather have the number one pick? And then I reeled off um, quarterbacks in the NFL or rather have that guy. I guess I'd rather have the number one pick uh, instead of Hal. But then again, I don't know. Is Bryce Young, like if you're a Panthers fan right now, are you super excited about getting Bryce Young? He doesn't seem to be the can't miss guy that like, uh, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence recently was or Joe Burrow, uh, guys like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think there's anybody, any quarterbacks in in this year's draft that you just that you have to have, and that a lot of teams are just uh, you know that are in need of quarterback position, trying to do everything they can to either trade up or trade future picks to get that number one draft. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I would 
I would rather ride with what I have than try to get the number one pick this year because there is, you know, there are a lot of good pieces. I talked about that, you know, before. There's there's a lot of good parts and pieces uh, on the commanders, and if Sam Howe can can go in there and just not make mistakes, I mean, it just seems to be that every time the commanders or before that the football team and before that the Redskins have always had guys that just make terrible decisions and big mistakes in the most inopportune times. And if we could just have a guy that can go out there and manage the team and not, you know, turn the ball over in terrible times, you know, maybe Sam Howe's that guy. Talking to Billy Weaver on the Pirate Radio Live line, we've Kyle Bush, a winner in Talladega, as uh, gets a little bit lucky there at the end. And I guess uh, no friends on the racetrack, best buddies, Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney got together there at the end and uh, caused a wreck, and Bush was able to win it <clears throat> under caution and uh, and pick up a big win. But that was a uh, fun finish yesterday. I watched the last couple laps. Yeah, it was. And you know what? That wreck was, it was really just racing. I mean, Bubba was doing what he was supposed to do. He was trying to block. Uh, but Blaney had said, you know, I basically in a nutshell, I'll give you two blocks. But when you try and block a third time, I've got to try and get around you. And that's what happened. Uh, and he sent Bubba into the wall. And after the race, Bubba even said, you know, hey, that's, that's kind of on me. And Ryan said that's one of those racing deals. And Kyle said, you know what, I'll take it. <laughs> he hadn't won on a super speedway in forever, so it was a big win for Kyle Busch, and it's all about being, especially when you talk about Talladega and uh, and Daytona with the attrition at those tracks, it's all about being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, sometimes luck plays a big role in that. Of course, you got to be up front uh, at the end to be lucky if something like that does happen, but that was the situation with Kyle Busch. And I tell you what, if that had if that accident had not happened, I don't know if Kyle Busch would have made it to the finish line. He was out of gas. He he went to do his burnout, and the, the car stopped. Uh, you hear, I I heard on the uh, uh, the team radio transmission, even on the uh, the caution lap at the end there, the crew chief saying, "Hey man, save the gas. We got to get around this uh, this speedway to get." Uh, to get to the checkered flag and he did so it was a very interesting always a fun race at talladega it's one of my favorite tracks for sure they'll be in dover coming up on sunday billy weaver joining us on the pirate radio live line we got josh moylan joining us next he is in uh the green room ready to go so we'll get to him and talk some pirate baseball trying to come back after a sweep at the hands of wichita gonna be a fun one tuesday in raleigh weave and then the pirates will be back home for three against tulane this weekend where uh they've been really good so looking forward to some home baseball this weekend weave thank you for joining us man we will talk to you again soon all right man y'all have a good one you do the same. There is Billy Weaver joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a break. If you got a question for Josh Moylan, you can get that in now as he will join us coming up next on the Adelcor Players Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Shirley. This might be my favorite Oasis song. Oh, I love this one. Great tune. There's a great video on YouTube of... So it was Liam and Noel Gallagher. Which one was the jerk? They were both jerks. Okay. They fought each other all the time. The lesser of the two jerks is playing this acoustic. I want to say it's in like Argentina and the entire crowd like sings the whole song. Oh, I'll and have to look that up. That's really good. Check that out. Chandler, you an Oasis guy? There was a restaurant back in, I don't know if it's still open. Yeah. In Clinton called Oasis. Yeah. It was pretty good. Was it, uh, they serve British food? It was actually a seafood place. Uh, speaking of the geography and Chandler, Mark uh, had a suggestion for Cliff Godwin on how to improve EC baseball. Right. We should recruit the Himalayan Islands, he says. <laughs> <laughs> a reference to uh, Chandler talking about the beauty. Where are the Himalayan Islands, they by the way? They have great bas- uh, baseball players. They do? All right. They did good in the World Baseball Classic. They I did. Believe. They yeah. did great. That's right. They were just like a couple games short. <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh Moylan joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. <laughs> Rough weekend for the Pirates, but Josh, we appreciate you being here as part of the Delcor Players Lounge and talking about it. Uh, the travel on the field, nothing really went right for you guys this weekend, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a, a whole mess of a weekend. I think <laughs> going in, we, uh, we were thinking we were going to be on time to our connector flight, and then uh, there were delays at the airport, and then as we were pulling in we actually saw our plane leave which Oof. was not uh it's like a movie good. oh it was terrible because i'm i'm sitting there and they have the numbers on the like tarmac of which one's which and i'm like wait we're c19 like the gate and i'm looking and i see the plane pull and i'm like oh man that's c19 right there so our our plane was uh leaving and hitting the air and we're sitting in the airport but yeah it ended up taking a bus from dallas straight to wichita which is just a flat road <laughs> six hours i think it was so that was uh that was awesome a six hour bus ride uh what'd you do during that bus ride a lot of just watching downloading movies on my phone and just hanging out with the guys but it's, it's tough to pass six hours of time two hours isn't too bad but six hours is tough to pass that so at what point did you guys know that you had an equipment issue uh that so that was right as we were kind of seeing our plane leave we got inside and everybody's like well where are our bags and then blake was telling us he was like you know uh we couldn't get them from here so i don't like i don't know how we're gonna do that well they're gonna have a plane coming in we should be fine and then we get back to the hotel and he tells us hey we're uh like probably 15 of our bags are gonna be here and then the rest should be in tomorrow and then we're like all right well that's fine 
and then they didn't end up coming in until like 5 30 the next day so we couldn't play on uh friday like we were scheduled to yeah so you were missing what at that point like <clears throat> uniforms bats like air, like oh, the whole yeah. shebang yeah uniforms <laughs> bats cleats everybody's missing a bunch of stuff all we had were our carry-ons and Man. the 15 guys that had their bags come in uh somebody had asked earlier on youtube were you uh, you guys able to get any work in on friday at all on the field at wichita no we uh we kind of just had some guys do mobility stuff and some guys got a lift in but it was a lot of just uh relaxing and then actually friday night real late we did get some hitting in and everything but uh most of the day we sat around just kind of trying to keep our bodies moving so we're not stiff going into the weekend well josh if somebody would have told me friday they said i'll i'm gonna bet you that jacob starling and josh Moylan don't get a hit all series i'd have been like all right well i'll take that bet right now uh those things happen what particularly happened this weekend for you guys what went wrong uh for you yourself at the plate yeah i mean i honestly i think i think part of it is you know i, I hit some balls hard the last day just caught by some guys and that happens as part of the game but just you know being able to adjust to a kind of wider strike zone that we had working there in that game which i feel like a lot of us didn't we didn't really do a great job of adjusting to that and that's on us i mean that's not on the umpire that's his zone so we gotta we gotta work off that but i think it was a lot of just guys not in the right mindset once things uh <clears throat> started not going our way but we'll be we'll be good moving forward i mean we got a good game coming up tomorrow so i think uh all the guys are fired up practice was great today so we're ready to rock and roll coincidentally the last time you lost the series was to houston the next game was nc state and everything went right that day <laughs> uh in greenville for the pirates so that you got them coming up again they themselves coming off a sweep uh so uh, a couple of motivated teams i would say uh going into tuesday josh speaking of that uh, what was uh practice like for you guys today i mean what first of all when did you get home and then what was the schedule like for you today yeah so we actually we chartered back last night got back around two i want to say it was 2 15 2 30 this morning we uh finally ended up getting back to our houses and then you know fell asleep right around three but then mm. got back up this morning had a take an exam today at 9 a.m so that was nice getting up bright and early and then uh yeah practice practice was actually really good today guys were high energy which is sometimes tough you know coming off a, a sweep especially but guys were uh, we were flying around it was a great practice i mean bp was great the ground balls were good and i think we're ready to rock and roll josh moylan joining us if you got a question uh you can get that in on facebook or youtube we got a couple in here uh that we will get to in a moment so uh yeah so nc state coming up next for you guys josh do you i don't know you don't want to put any added importance on a game but coming off a sweep i don't know does the mindset change well what's the what's the talk going to be like heading into that game tomorrow yeah i mean honestly i think if we just we just go out and keep playing the way we were for that nine game win streak i mean just not trying to do too much but taking care of our job at the plate and on the mound as well i mean just just going out and playing the game not pressing about anything and i mean it's always they're always high intensity games when you're playing an in-state school especially nc state i mean at their place i think there was something the game's already sold out or something like that so it should be a good crowd and high intensity game but i i know i'm fired up and all the guys are so uh I, I think it's gonna be a good one tomorrow man the the starters have been so good all year long does it does, i don't know can it rattle you at all to see trey savage not at his best Bobby grows not at their best i mean you, you can't look at that but does it come sometimes seep in yeah i mean honestly i feel like we've uh we've been treated to some really good starts by those guys so yeah. it's, it's all right for them to to have an off weekend or off start for each of them and i know they'll be great moving forward so it's nothing to really be too worried about going on but you know those guys are allowed to have those kind of games i mean they've been picking up us hitters all year when we haven't been real great and 
we should, I mean, we weren't there to do the same for them this weekend, but moving forward, uh, they'll, they'll be locked in like they usually are. I mean, they have been phenomenal. You Savage and Groves picking up their first losses of the year, coming all the way here in late April uh, uh, over the weekend against Wichita State. Josh, can you put your finger on why your record at home is uh, sitting right now at a lovely, uh, let's see, 24-2, and two, and the away record is 5-8? and eight? I mean, I get it. It's it's more fun to play at home, easier to play at home, but those are pretty drastic numbers right there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just us being us. When we're at home, you know, we're getting the crowd involved in the game. We're flying around. Guys are outside the dugout dancing around, and it's all full of energy. And then I feel like on the road, we don't really do as great of a job of doing that. I mean, we got when we play baseball, but we don't really have that same intensity that we do at home. And part of that's having the big crowd. Obviously, that helps whenever we have a sold out crowd which is pretty much every home game but on the road i think we just need to do a better job moving forward of you know getting fired up to play all right uh josh a couple of comments i got this one uh this past week on facebook from uh marcia she is uh she said josh moylan's biggest fan uh she requests i guess she likes your walk-up song because she wants you after a home run to moonwalk into home plate (laughs) which would be awesome and cool i don't know how the other team or cliff goblin would feel about that but i did want to pass that along to you well i know i know coach g would be very happy with the home run but i don't think he would be too happy with me doing that uh especially not the other team too i mean i I feel like i might be getting one uh into the rib cage (laughs) the next step at but you know maybe to end the game who knows but how about a walk walk off moonwalk to end a series so like you don't have to worry about the retaliation yeah we better hope we don't play that team again (laughs) somewhere down the line but um but yeah i mean i feel like that might be a little over the top but i uh i appreciate it you know i I like that walk-up song and i feel like it's uh it's a fan favorite so far all right uh personal question here josh why do you wear the number 66 yeah so uh my mom's side of the family has always worn six and i wore that always growing up and then when I was probably 12, I switched to a new travel team, and instead of wearing six, I wanted to switch things up. And at the time, Yasiel Puig was like oh, yeah. the world on fire. He was the man. And then I'm like, you know, let's let's wear a 66. And then I've I've worn it ever since. All right, there you go. Uh, another famous 66, I believe, Mario Lemieux, perhaps wore 66. Fact check me on that one. Uh, let's see. Jamie's got a bunch of questions. Uh, he says MLB has gone away from the shifts. Wichita State was shift heavy. How do you uh, approach a shift as a hitter? Yeah, I mean it kind of it kind of depends on just how they're pitching me because you know some teams will shift but then they'll throw everything away, so it makes it easier for me to kind of go that way. But teams that shift and throw in, it is it is tough because you don't want to force the ball the other way because then you start taking uncomfortable swings, but. I mean, it's just part of the game. Obviously, they're doing away with it in pro ball and all, but it's part of the game in college. And, I mean, I, I always think about it. If I hit it hard enough, it's uh, hard for them to make a play. So the shift doesn't really bug me too much. All right. I asked this question to uh, Josh before we started the segment. Uh, Jamie wants to know, did Cliff push you guys at practice today? Come to Jesus meeting. So how, <laughs> how tough was the Monday practice following a sweep? I mean, it, it was a good practice. It wasn't anything, you know, out of the ordinary, but it was it was definitely high energy. Coach was, you know, pushing the pace today at practice. He actually threw BP today, which is one of the first times he's done that. He's been doing that a little bit recently. Uh, but, yeah, Coach threw BP, and we, we switched up kind of how our BP was today. It was more of a guys flying around kind of thing. So it, it was good. It was a high energy practice, and Coach was pushing the pace. Who usually uh, throws BP? Uh, Coach Palumbo uh-huh. and uh, AK will throw BP, but – 
sometimes our managers will but uh, yeah coach has been throwing it recently he throws some pretty good bp some pirate fans say that when the weather's hot the pirates are hot when the weather's cold pirates not as hot does the can the temperatures factor in to losses for ECU? Uh, I, I don't know how much it has to do with the weather. I mean, honestly, I thought it felt pretty good there. The wind was just uh, a little bit. It started chapping my lips up, kind of getting a little wind burn, but it wasn't too bad. I actually thought the weather wasn't, wasn't awful there, but I don't know how much of a correlation it is to the weather and how we're playing. And uh, Jamie finally asking, <clears throat> do you guys have a goal of reaching the Super Regional? Is this something you discuss? Oh, I mean, every year, you know, all the newcomers and all the returning guys, we have to go up in front of the team and read our Pirates paragraph and kind of our whole, like, tier of, of things we want to accomplish during the year. And hosting a regional, hosting a super regional, and winning the College World Series are, are up there. So that's uh, those are things we talk about all the time. All right. Uh, this is an inside joke that Josh has no idea of, so, but I'm just going to ask it without context, and you can answer it truthfully. Uh, Eric says, please ask Josh if the concern for the Wimbledon brush fire tragedy played a factor in their performance this weekend. Was that a factor at all? Yeah, I think it, I think it played a you know a big factor in how we played this weekend. Wow. <laughs> wow. He got, okay. I don't, even, I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it. That's just a joke <laughs> on our old buddy uh, Chandler. Should we explain it, Chandler, or move along? Shirley says explain I it. I think he wants us to move along. <laughs> all right, we'll move along. <laughs> uh eric says it is certainly understandable if so but um uh, yeah so you, maybe your your minds were elsewhere i uh, couldn't focus on baseball this weekend <laughs> all right josh mullen uh joining us here inside the pirate radio studios uh the return of Corey glore coming up this weekend yeah. uh, we plan to get him on the show sometime this week but i know you guys will be uh glad to be back at home for a series after the state game coming up oh yeah and we're all fired up i know the fans are fired up i mean it feels like we've we've been away from home for a while now i think it's only been what three ga- or four games now and one tomorrow but yeah we're fired up to be playing in front of a big crowd and uh you when you go over for a weekend are you like all right give me a day to to get back right or do you wish there was a game for that series like are you ready to go right back out there i'm always ready to go right back out there i mean if we if we had a game four who knows maybe i end up going three for three or those hard balls i hit end up falling in but yeah I mean, that's the game of baseball. Sometimes you'll have a weekend like that, but that's the that's the best part about, you know, having another weekend series coming up in midweek games is you take this midweek game to, you know, get back to being right, and then the weekend series go out and just keep playing. Yeah, and we ran over your numbers. Uh, I don't think we jinxed you, but we're talking about how great your numbers were heading into the weekend series and uh, the categories you're leading the team in, tied for the lead in doubles, uh, team tied for the team lead in home runs. At that time, I think you were second or third in average. So it, when you look at your overall body of work this year, you know, you got to be really pleased with what you've done. Yeah, I think it's been a great season, and not only for myself, but we have guys up and down the lineup just bashing the ball around. And I mean, we're all just going out and having fun. That's uh, I talked about that before the year. And yeah, we've continued to talk about that. Is like I'm just going out and playing the game of baseball, and I'm not too worried about what my numbers are or what I'm going to be doing today against who. I'm just going out and you know, just playing the game. Uh, NC State coming up. You've already seen those guys once this year, and uh, that I think we talked about that. You got the uh, party started that day with a home run, right? So yeah, yeah. Want to keep that rolling? Oh, yeah. Who uh, we had a question about this last week. Outside of state, North Carolina, like outside of the in-state rivals, 
who is the major conference rival i guess we could say wichita state now with the way yeah. they beat you guys but who uh when you look at the schedule you say this is our biggest conference rival anybody come to mind i mean usually you know cincinnati we play them twice a year because they're the closest one so that's kind of a you know a rivalry thing especially after i think we obviously we swept them this year yeah. in the first one so they'll be out to get us the second time around at their place but tulane's usually always a, a team where we we played tight games and it's usually a back and forth. They'll start jawing a little bit. We'll start jawing a little bit. It's a, it's that's kind of like, I would think the biggest rivalry in conference. Uh, we think about and focus on things different than you players, um, I, and the way it should be. But we talk about hey, Tulane took East Carolina two out of three last year. Did, did you guys talk about that at all? Like hey, these guys got us last year. We owe them this year. I mean, usually we try to you know hold different team pretty much. It's, yeah for them i mean i think they even have a new coaching staff too their head coach at least and then this year we got a bunch of new guys that are playing different spots so i, I try not to worry too much about it. i know the guys don't you know years previous but yeah it always leaves a bad taste in your mouth when a, a team's taking two out of three from your team like wichita sweeps you so next time you have a chance at them, you always want to do better all right um let's see daryl cherry says what other sport does josh play that involves a jersey balls and sometimes a team or league i i like bowling i i huh. bowl a good amount actually I, I got two of my own bowling balls in my car right now and my <laughs> shoes and all but yeah I, I am a big bowler and uh every year thanksgiving my uh my dad my uncle my granddad and i will put on bowling jerseys and go to the bowling alley and just you know sit there and play three or four games and then wow go have our family meal but yeah i, I do like me some bowling what's your high score I think the best I've ever had is around 286, wow. I say. I, so I, I had all strikes going into the ninth frame and then blew it. I, I got a, I left the 10 pin up, and I was not happy. When did you uh, – so you're you're really good. You're into this. When did you, like, first start playing or know you were good at bowling? Uh, I want to say I was probably 14, 13, 14. My uh, dad and I found out about this summer pass at the bowling alley. You pay, like, 35 <laughs> bucks up front. You just bowl two games every day for the whole summer. So – we were like, all right, let's try this out. And then I actually went and got my own bowling ball because I figured I'd be there a lot. Yeah. And ever since then, I've, I've loved it. Uh, actually, when I was a student at East Carolina, I <clears throat> took bowling. Have you taken that class? No, I, don't even, I don't even know if they have that anymore. I would love it if they did. I'd, yeah. I'd definitely be taking it. I had that as an elective. So as you look to wind down your uh, school career, Josh, you may want to look into that. My suggestion, so I guess they graded you on how much you improved throughout the semester. <laughs> And I like did too good my first time, luckily, oh, and could never do any better. Yeah, so I thought, yeah. So start low, throw a few gutters in there, <laughs> and then uh, you know you can uh, hustle everybody by the end and bowling two ninety or whatever. All right, uh, Josh, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. I think this is the first time we've chatted since the Ravens added Beckham. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I, I, you still want a quarterback for sure in there but uh <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm happy for now i'm i'm interested to see how this all works out with yeah. Lamar and all but i'm i am happy for now i like obj all right there you go so he's ready to go uh let's see i don't know is that a joke from eric i, I sometimes i don't understand eric my wife asked me if i've seen the <laughs> okay. I, I, uh, yeah. I just got that all too. right eric with the dad surely you got the rim shot ready <laughs> My wife asked me if I could if I've seen the dog bowl. I told her I didn't know that he could. <laughs> thanks, Eric. All right, let's take a break. Josh, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. That's uh think about that when you're in the batter's box tomorrow night. That just 
let your mind free and, and rip one in the gap. Uh, we will take a break. That was Josh Moylan on the Delcor Players Lounge. Call 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com and the service professionals will take care of your heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. 321-8868. DelcorInc.com. Babe Ruth or Mike Trout, says Jamie. Well, I've seen Mike Trout play, so I'll go with Mike Trout. Go with what you've seen. Mike <laughs> Trout is the answer. We'll take a timeout. Uh, we got to make somebody a winner, so we'll take a break, come back, and immediately open up the booty bag when we return after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back and uh the dow was up 66 points closed out at 33,875. The NASDAQ was down 35 points at 12,037, and the S&P was up three at 4,137. And that is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. And for a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. And congratulations to Davis Searcy of Greenville for uh, winning a pair of Wood Ducks tickets uh, courtesy of the Down East Wood Ducks. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Controversial statement. Uh, I was not a fan of Stone Temple Pilots in the 90s. Oh, I loved STP. All right, made it through this show. Sometimes these Monday shows are tough when baseball, softball, and lacrosse goes a combined 0-7 on the weekend. But all you got to do, you got to push through it. We did. We discussed it. We talked about it. We read Facebook comments. We all got through it together. And now we can move on. It's behind us now. And get ready for a Tuesday. We got a lot going on Tuesday. We got a, a big show on tap. We'll be on Facebook Live and YouTube at 11 a.m. Talking to Kerry Joseph, coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Grant Marcus and I will be uh, in here doing that. So uh, we'll have a fun Tuesday. And we'll be back with you at 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. I'm Clip Brock, Jeff Charles. Take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.